In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Sure, I understood that. Uh, in fact, normally I don't understand. It. <laughs> All right, it's Thursday, folks, the 14th of uh, July. Beautiful sunshine uh, right now. And they say it's going to stay that way most of the day. 69 right now, headed to 83. And, uh, yeah, today, the 14th of July. How about that? Your sp- what was your sponsor for... Uh, Birthday Suits. A way to keep cool on a hot, sticky summer day and feel that cool summer breeze well, all natural. On the uh, chart of, um, you know, today is this, today is that. Today is, this This is July 14th now, <laughs> National Nude Day. <laughs> You're putting it together, aren't you? <laughs> With a sponsor and okay. National All Natural Day. Well, I just don't. Okay. You just don't what? You put it together, the sponsor and yeah, yeah, yeah. That day. But, but, but I mean, that's why, good. Why? Why is there a National Nude Day? I mean, <laughs> we. Uh, you called it what? Birthday suit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently it started out as a prank many, many years ago in New Zealand, and it morphed into... Are you serious? Yeah, international. Look that up. Let's share that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Serious. We'll come back to it. In the meantime, today is also National Mac and Cheese Day. You know, over the years, I've become more and more fond of Mac and cheese, and then, you know. Pulled pork on top. Yeah, all yeah. that sort of thing. Um, I don't recall as a kid being all that excited about it. but About mac and cheese? Yeah. Oh, my. I just don't recall. Really? Oh, okay. But, um, okay, now this next thing I think is a type of liquor. National Gra- Grand... Marnier? Yeah, Marnier. Marnier Day? Yep, Yep. it is a liqueur. Okay. Now, a liqueur, I think of as being some sort of sweet liquor. Yeah, it's a kind of a flavoring type thing. You mix it with various types of booze, margaritas, for example. And then I, this last one, I'm not sure why we have to have it, but a national tape measure day. <laughs> that, okay. Maybe it has something to do with uh, 
that previous national day. Nah, never mind. Uh, so National Nude Day. What? What? Um, did you look it up? Yeah, I'm. I'm waiting for the uh, internet to access here. Okay. So. Um. <laughs> Careful. Yeah. Exactly. We are on the air. Yes, we are. Um, I'm looking for a, a description that we can use on the <laughs> air. <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's <laughs> yeah, let's try this one. Uh, day, <laughs> uh, July 14th is a day about all the bare necessities because it is, as we've said, National Nude Day. Uh, all over natural naturists all over the globe go all natural, which may be offensive for the conservative population. Now, uh, let's see. Um, it's celebrated by not breaking any public decency laws. On this day, people post on social media and use the hashtag National New Day. It's now celebrated July 14th, but the date was not officially accepted and was sometimes celebrated in the month of September and August. And the celebration of the day, traditional ways, continued on the Internet until 2009, which apparently it got zapped from there. Um, so, um, that's... Oh, okay. What, so what we have so far. <laughs> let's talk about a larger question. These, when we do this every day, every uh, we talk about today is this and today is that. Who is it that um, eventually proclaims that? Is there some organization? You know how how do these come about? Actually, there is they they uh, that national day calendar yeah. is is actually an organization that has its own website. And, really? And the, yeah, those those folks you know they take suggestions from the public, and then they I suppose have a vote on that or see if it's acceptable, and then they add it to the list of that. So it's. National Calendar Day. Okay, here you go about the New Zealand thing. National Nude Day began as a spoof public holiday in New Zealand when TV personality and former rugby player Mark Ellis challenged viewers of the TV2 talk show Sports Cafe to streak in front of then Prime Minister Helen Clark in New Zealand. Okay, that's where we still are. The show ran an event each year inviting viewers to submit photos and videos of themselves performing daily activities in the Raw, which was continued on the Internet, rebranded as World New Day or International New Day until around 2009. And July 14th, once again, has become the accepted date of the day, but the date was never formally agreed and sometimes held in September or February. The holiday has evolved to become a worldwide celebration of naturism. <laughs> hmm. Okay, we better just let it drop. <laughs> um, what's 
Okay, okay, that may be more interesting than this one, but I still am curious. Why do we have a national tape measure day? Uh, Do we have a national hammer day? Or a national ruler day? Well, uh, or a national I'm thinking of tools. Screwdriver day? Yeah. Well, maybe the drink. National power drill day? Well, anyway, we, go on we should submit some of these ideas that we have, too. Well, these aren't ideas. These are questions. Well, I, mean, I, I, I don't think we need the National Hammer Day. I question whether we need uh, the National Tape Measure Day. Well, oh, well. Let's, let's find out what they say here for National Tape Measure you Day. You mean you really can research that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm I'm here. Yeah, so once uh, we get the information to pop up here, um, <laughs> Mom just texted me a f- an idea <laughs> for a National Day. Uh-oh. <laughs> national Pacemaker Day. It keeps her ticking. Pacemaker. Yeah. Okay, well. Keeps a lot of people ticking. Yes. Right? I hope so. Well, that's that's the goal of them, the purpose duh. of them. Yeah. Nope. No duh. It's true. Oh, okay. I'm still waiting on tape measure here. I gathered. Um, well, let's see here. While we're looking that up, we can continue on. Yeah. So um, how about the historical stuff? So on this date of July 14th, but the year 1789, it was Bastille Day. And uh, the French Revolution begins with the storming of the Bastille Prison in Paris. And that event today is now celebrated as France's national, uh, as one of France's national holidays. Well, way th- maybe the way they said it, it's nation, it's France's national day. So maybe that's not just one of their holidays. This could be a exceptional one. Yeah, maybe like a July Fourth for us. Yeah. Um. So that was the year seventeen eighty nine. Anytime you have the answer to that, you feel free to interrupt. Okay. Um, National Bastille Day or tape no, no. measure? Uh, we're, I thought we were still on tape measure. Oh yeah, I'm I'm ready. Whenever, okay, wherever do you it. are, do it. Okay, Alvin J. Fellows of New Haven, Connecticut, made the lives of carpenters, electricians, seamstresses, and countless other tradesmen and craftsmen easier on July 14, 1868. He was granted a patent for improvements in tape measures. That created a whole new era for measurement. Enter the generation of retractable tape measures. The first recorded use of the tape measure goes back to the Romans, utilizing marked strips of leather. Mm-hmm. And before the patent, Englishman James Chesterman designed a steel measuring tape, but it was expensive for its time, $17 in 1853. That is equivalent to $300 in today's U.S. dollars. Mm. 
His big bulky design didn't even fit in a pocket or even a toolbox. When Fellow's patent came along, tape measures became the sliced bread of the toolbox. Sliced bread. I yes. guess that means must have, right? Uh, could be, or convenience. Okay. Something well, like what's that. What's convenient about sliced bread? Well, you don't have to slice it. Oh. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, Mercy, I do have a bunch of them. The, uh, tape measures? Tape measures. Yeah. They go on to say you can find some smaller than the palm of your hand. I've got one of those. Or bigger in lengths of 300 plus feet. Mm-hmm. I've got one with a little crank on the side because it's so long. You, so it speeds up the... You know, there's no spring that will particularly accommodate that to rewind automatically. So you have to twirl a little handle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. That's uh, kind of a antique now, isn't it? Well, Maybe. I don't know. It works great. So yeah, antique or not, they do work great. I think I have two of those. Anyway, okay, well, tape measures. National, where did that come up? National Tape Measure Day. Yeah, it's one of the daily things. Yes. Uh, of the National Calendar Day. I was thinking of Scott Daly, see? Ah. Okay. <laughs> That's an everyday thing here, too. Indeed. Well, Monday through Friday, anyway. Um, let's see. Going back to historical events, we, we just talked about Bastille Day. Um, in 1798, the U.S. Sedition Act prohibits faults, scandalous, and malicious writing against government. Hmm. You know, I mean, you read some publications now, and it looks like they're doing that now. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. People, I mean, I I guess it's a good thing that we have Thousands of different points of view out there. And somehow or other, what what I would call a good government finds a way to um, somehow or other go down through the middle of all of that. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, good government should do that. Yeah. Yes, but some tend to exploit it one way or the other. All right, well, anyway, 1798, the U.S. Sedition Act. Sedition. I'm just curious for a, uh, what do you call it, a dictionary. A definition? Yeah. Sedition. Okay. Let's see what we have here. Boy, this is dragging this morning. Isn't that funny how you, you... Get used to something moving so rapidly, and then all of a sudden it doesn't. Which which of our seventeen internets are you on? Here? <laughs> yeah, I'm on the one here, the closest one. Okay. For us here in the studio. Um, sedition, come on, come on, squirrels, a little faster. To conduct or speech 
uh, inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch. You see, that happens all the time. Yes, it does. And so does the U.S. Sedition Act still exist? Well, if not, it should. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, there might be someone in our audience who would say, no, it shouldn't. But anyway. So that way you would only be able to say one thing and one thing only what is approved by the government. Okay, now once again, the definition, false, scandalous, or malicious. Well, okay, let's move on. Well, here, here we go. The Sedition Act of 1918 was repealed in 1920. Ah. Although many parts of the original Espionage Act remained in force. Okay. Now, here's another question. Does the U.S. have a sedition law? While the U.S. still criminalizes sedition, the First Amendment's free speech protections limit the extent to which states and federal government can criminalize sedition. So the government can only go so far because of the First Amendment of speech protection. Yeah. This this next thing, um, I was at a group I meet up with on Wednesday nights last night. Ah, yes. Wine Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday wine. But this, um, we were talking about this. Remember the the days when the ice man would come around? I mean, you and I barely do. But um, I'm sure there's some in our audience who remember the ice man. And what we're talking about is they would deliver a chunk of ice to your home. This was before the days of of motorized refrigerators and things like that. Yes, ice makers, ice trays, etc. Yeah, I I remember going down to get blocks of ice. You know, whenever we would yeah. travel for like camping, something like that, we'd get get a block of ice. It was right down there across from the Hawking Valley Bank. Yeah. This old uh, block building there, that uh, brownish block that was made of, and there was a a grill, a metal grill where you would like put in a dime or quarter or whatever it was, and push a button, and a huge block of ice would come sliding out hmm. into that crate, and there was a the crate was formed in such a way that when it came sliding out, of course, it would stop with that that bearer. Barrier at the mm. end of the uh, grill. You just pick it up, put it in your cooler, and off you go. Mm. That was so cool <laughs> to see something like that. And the block was like what? One by one by one? Uh, Probably, yeah. So a cube that was a foot? It probably weighed maybe 15 pounds, yeah. too. Okay. Like a sack of ice now what are they 18 and 20 pounds 15 22 pounds something like that well anyway the reason we're bringing this up was in the year 1850 the 
first public demonstration of ice made by refrigeration. And who did it? It was a Florida physician. His name was John Gorey. G-O-R-R-I-E. Somehow earlier I'm hung up on the fact that he's a physician and his last name is Gorey. That doesn't fit too well. Yeah. Gory. Hey, Gory. Yo, Gory. We're going to have Dr. Gory perform a procedure. (laughs) Yeah. Dr. Gory will now prepare your dinner for you. 1933, the all Nazi parties. All Nazi parties are banned in Germany. 1933. How long did that last? Not very long, I would assume. 1933, all not, oh, non-Nazi. Yeah, that's a critical word I missed. Yeah, now that makes a huge difference there. (laughs) All non-Nazi parties are banned in Germany, 1933. Hmm. Speaking of sedition... That's oh, with, oh, yeah. with that happening. Yeah. 1941, 6,000 Lithuanian Jews are exterminated at the uh, Visalisanyan camp. Visalisanyan camp. I think I did it right that last time. Could think of that. Mercy. 1992, 386 BSD is released by Lynn Jollitz and William Jollitz, starting the open source operating system revolution. Linus Torvalds released Linux soon after. If, if you're wondering what in the world we're talking about, we're talking about computer languages. The early days of it. All right. Famous birthdays. Uh, golly, I, this is not a name I particularly know, but it's... Ante, A-N-T-E, this is a male. Pavelek, P-A-V-E-L-I-C, with a tilde over it. And, or not a tilde, but a, well, anyway. Born in 1889, died in 1959. Now, now, the closer I look at it, he's wearing a military uniform of sorts. Yes, Sante Pavlic was a Croatian politician who founded and headed the fascist ultranationalist organization known as the Ustase in 1929 and served as dictator of the independent state of Croatia, a fascist state. 
Well, he was born on this date in 1889. But before him, in 1868, was Gertrude Bell. And she lived on till 1926. Gertrude Bell. Gertrude Margaret Lothian Bell was an English writer, traveler, political officer, administrator, and archaeologist. She wrote books including A Woman in Arabia, Letters of Gertrude Bell, and Persians Pictures in 1894. Hmm. Former President Gerald Ford was born on this date in 1913. He died in 2006. He remains the only vice president and also president who was not elected. He was uh, sworn in as vice president when Sparrow Agnew resigned in the Nixon administration. And then when Richard Nixon resigned, he was elevated into the presidency. Oh, I see what you mean. He was never elected. He was appointed. Well. Hmm. William Hanna, um, born in 1910, died in 2001. Are we talking about Hanna-Barbera? Yes, indeed we are. Okay. William Denby Hanna was an American animator, voice actor, cartoonist, and musician who was the creator of Tom and Jerry as well as the creator of animation studio and production company Hanna-Barbera. Movies and TV shows, as we mentioned Tom and Jerry, Yogi Bear, The Huckleberry Hound Show, and many, many more. Okay, now, uh, famous deaths. Um, Billy the Kid, who was born in 1859, but he died on this date in 1881. So he didn't make it too long, and given his background and reputation, that's not too surprising. Yes. Billy the Kid, also known as uh, by the pseudonym William H. Bonnie was an outlaw and gunfighter in the American Old West who killed eight men before he was shot and killed at the age of 21. He also fought in New Mexico's Lincoln County War, during which he allegedly committed three murders. You nasty boy. Um, and the last one we have to mention um, is Paul Kruger, K-R-U-G-E-R. He was born in 1825, but died on this date in 1904. Stephanus Johannes Paulus Kruger was a South African politician. He was one of the dominant political and military figures in 19th century South Africa and president of the South African Republic from 1883 to 1900. South Africa. Well, let's see what's in the hard news. And, of course, uh, you know, CBS, we're proud to be a member of their organization. 
they update us uh, every hour, uh, essentially around the clock. And, of course, uh, River Chalk uh, helps us with more of the state and local stuff um, on the half hours during uh, prime times, if you would. And the noon, right? I think. Uh, we do have a caller. Let's um, go back to our phones here. Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo, indeed. How are y'all this morning? We're doing fine, Don. Good. Good. What's up? I've been these commercials about J.D. Vance that parent, Planned Parenthood putting on about him. I might be old school, I guess, but, you know, there's too many. Too much, he's against abortion. I'm against abortion. He's got my vote. There's too much stuff, too many. Well, how do I want to put this? Too, too many things out there to keep women from getting pregnant and men can help protect themselves too from getting women pregnant. So why should abortion to me is murder. I don't care how how they say it. You take a life, it's murder. And I'm sorry. That's the way I feel. Uh, if if you, there let me ask um I don't know if for some reason or other the pregnancy, because of the body of the person carrying the child, could um, cause the, the woman carrying the child to die or be physically harmed, is that still a no-go? No well... We uh, when my wife, we, we lost our first. We had twins. Yeah. She had a miscarriage. Okay. And we had midwife. We talked to the doctor, and we wanted to have a natural at home. And she said, "What?" When we had it, and we went to see her. She said, "Well, the body will reject anything that's not right." So usually, if a woman's body's rejecting is rejecting it. There had to be something wrong with the with the child, okay. And the body gets rid of it. And I fit to me. Uh, I, I, that's that's a tough situation for any woman. Of in course, the, it's that way. I understand that. Still, yeah. it's. I don't know. He's he said two wrongs don't make a right. Well. He's right there. Two wrongs don't make a right. It just keeps getting worse and worse the more you do it. Okay. So, I, I, I don't know. That's just the way I feel. I'm just... I had to vent it. I had to get it out. Well, get it out of me. We've given you that opportunity. And I appreciate this program, Dave. You do a lot for this community. You and, and your sidekick there. <laughs> You're not there. He's he takes over and he does a good job too. So, you know, I've just gone through um, a difficult experience. Yes, I heard, and I'm sorry. I didn't even and, know nothing about it about uh, Pat passing. I'm sorry, Dave. You had my condolences. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, it's been about um, 
I don't know, I've lost track. Five and a half weeks since that happened. We had the memorial service. Let's see, today's Thursday. It was Tuesday. And it was, we had lots of friends and lots of family. And the, the church thing was very nice. We had lots of photographs, lots of um, <coughs> comments by different people. The church, of course, had a nice little um, hors d'oeuvre type meal afterwards. Everything was wonderful. And then later in the day, well, we had um, a bunch of food at our house, and everybody came over, and it was very casual chairs around the front yard, that sort of thing. And um, just today, I'm suddenly um, exhausted. I almost overslept for the show this morning. And the alarm was going off and off and off and off, and I didn't hear it. I'm just... Just now experiencing that. Yeah, well, you and I both—we're not spring chickens, <clears throat> and our butt and our body can't take what it used to at one time. We just keep going and going. Right. It tells us, "Hey, you need to slow down and and, and take a rest." My uh, my family got home basically yesterday. Uh, one as late as one thirty in the morning our time. Um, yeah. from the West Coast. Right. Um, anyway, so, it's, it's, um, Hope and Foley, I think I've mentioned them before, are, are two dogs. Right. Um, boy, if they weren't there, <laughs> I don't know what, uh, how I'd be. Anyway, oh, I, I don't mean to be sappy on the air. I really don't. But um, um, anyway, listen, um, I, I mean, I'm inclined to go home and go to bed here pretty soon. Well, After, there ain't nothing wrong with that. You deserve the rest. Well, I need to pay a little more attention to the station. Um, but I, I'll get there. I'll get there. But anyway, well, Scott's doing yeah. a great job. Krista does a great job. Everybody here does a great job. Yeah. But, did, did, Nick, did Nick there helping you? No, Nick left. Nick, um, that was, um, what, a year or a year and a half ago, maybe. He oh, really? Yeah, he's down in Chesapeake, Virginia. And he's back in the business that he knew uh, where his background it is, and that's in resort and camp and... Um, well, more, resort management. Oh, okay. And he just got a new assignment with his company where he's responsible for 13 different campgrounds in, wow. in seven different states. Well, he'll be on the road a lot. Uh, on the phone a lot and then occasionally on the road. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you got to do what you love. Yeah. Well, and it's not that he didn't love this. It's just this um, 
when COVID hit, the whole timing of COVID coming, which has affected our business in every business. Right. Um, it was about the same time he arrived, and I was so hopeful, but it, it just didn't work out. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, radio is not everybody's forte. No. Neither is brick building. No. <laughs> or brick laying, I guess you could. Well, I know that's I know that's right. I've tried it before. Yeah. Okay. Don, right. thank you. Thank you, and y'all have a great day and my condolences again, Dave. You thank you. All Scott, right. You have to. Scott. Thank you, sir. You too. Good to All hear right, from you. Okay. Bye bye. We'll let the line open up again there. There we go. Um, let's see, what were we talking about? I guess we were just about to start on some of the national news stories, right? Yeah, we were heading that way. Okay, but now we have another caller. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, even though, you know, we out here in the listening audience respect your last caller's view, um, he's never had a baby. <laughs> yeah, faced I- with 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 any of those things he made no exceptions which is really odd what about ectopic pregnancies what would he do if ectopic pregnancies where the um the um fertilized egg and eventually to a fetus is outside of the uterus attached to the outside of the uterus attached to a kidney attached to liver, attached to some other uh, abdominal organ. Mm -hmm. What would he do with that? What about the fetus that is not, because now we can find out, is not a viable fetus? Should we really make that woman go to term with that and her life be at risk? Um, You know, the one that always, not always, it's not like a burning topic for me, but... The one that gets me is, what if someone is raped? Ten-year-old girl. We just had that case. It was on your on your uh, news this morning. It was on the news yesterday here in Ohio. She had to go to Indianapolis. She was raped. And um, she, it, she was six, six weeks pregnant and three days. She was three days short of the ability to have it done in her own state. And she had to go next door to have this done. Should she have to bear this rapist fetus because he could not control himself? Twice he raped her. Okay. I don't know the story, but... It was on your news this morning. It was on the national news yesterday. But when when your caller also gave what is... uh, He quoted a uh, midwife. And I know midwives personally. Now, I'm wondering... I've never heard a midwife ever say that the body will reject what's not right. Well, not necessarily, because there are many babies who are, uh, that are come to term and are then babies. These are fetuses inside the, the woman's body. You know, it's interesting. Usually it's old men out there making decisions about this woman's body, including your last caller, because I don't think he's 19 or 6, you know, 21 or something like that. So, you know, it's it's just something that I think that until he becomes able to actually have a baby in his body, a fetus in his body, (laughs) he can't get it. Okay. 
Uh, but anyway, uh, the body does not reject a lot of things. It would be nice if it did, but it doesn't. And even this, let's, even this, this, uh, this, this thing that's going on now in Ohio, there, there's a bill before the, the uh, Ohio uh, governing body uh, that, that uh, is deciding whether we can reverse uh, Medicaid, uh, medical uh, uh, abortions with the pill. Um, sometimes they can't, sometimes they can't. But it, it, and a woman can bleed to death. If you've ever seen a woman bleed to death, it's not a nice picture. So, you know, those are the realities of that. Anyway, I'll let you go, but I thank you for letting me at least um, counter what, the, what your caller said. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, this is a very complicated issue. That's why our government and our society has such strong feelings about it and differences of opinion and stuff like that. Um, you know, our body, I mean, in one sense, has remarkable abilities to fight off. You know, you catch a cold, well, you then you get better. You catch COVID, and most cases get better. It becomes a, what, seven or ten day thing. Um, but name so many other ailments that happen and the body eventually corrects it. But it's not universally true. There's things that you can't. Oh, well, I think you get it where I'm coming from, or, or that general concept. Um, we only have about four minutes remaining in today's show. So it's a little hard to get into um, too much information in the way of hard news because we've been talking about other things. But there is one story this morning that certainly caught my eye. Um, the most advanced category of mass-produced semiconductor are these little electronic um, parts, right? They're, yes. used, they're used in smartphones, military technology, and all sorts of things. Semiconductors, they're called. And the most advanced thing is called uh, a 5NM. Now, I didn't know that particular term, but anyway, a single company in Taiwan known as TSMC makes about 90% of them for the world. Are there any U.S. factories that make even one? The answer is no. I think I've heard a little bit about this new plant that's planned for New Albany. Intel. Okay. Yes. Um, which is just east of Columbus and Worthington and all that. 
and that maybe they may be among the first to also offer it. But anyway, that that's just conversation. Now, let's go on with the story. The U.S. struggles to keep pace in semiconductor manufacturing. Have already had economic downslides, downsides. Many jobs in the industry pay more than $100,000 a year. And the U.S. has lost out on them. <coughs> Excuse me. Longer term, the situation also has the potential to cause a national security crisis, right? If China were to invade Taiwan and cut off exports of semiconductors, the American military would be at risk of being overmatched by its main rival for global supremacy. So this, you know, I've only read about a third of the story, but time is short here. Uh, but there's a lot of effort, discussion, about how to avoid being at that, at the mercy of Taiwan in terms of this semiconductor or how to develop a competitor, which could be in our country, it could be somewhere else. But the headline is a very dangerous situation. Um, you know, and, and then... Does the government have a responsibility to help underwrite um, the, the development of the semiconductor industry in our nation? You know, can, can bills be passed using taxpayer dollars to benefit large companies that already can make a profit on the products they sell, but they don't have the products we're talking about available to them. It's the real deal. And um, if time permits, maybe we can talk some more about it tomorrow. Have a great day out there, please. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The Dow is down 530 points in early trading. On news, two of the country's biggest banks missed analyst estimates on second quarter profits amid swirling fears of recession. J.P. Morgan Chase and Morgan Stanley have reported disappointing second quarter earnings. For J.P. Morgan, earnings were down 28% from a year ago. For Morgan Stanley, earnings were down 29%. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger says the reports underscore an economy in transition. Both banks have an eye towards an economic slowdown and seem to be preparing in case that scenario plays out. J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon confirms that, saying the bank is prepared for whatever happens. 
Linda Kenyon, CBS News. The number of people signing up for first-time jobless benefits hit an almost eight-month high last week. Bank rates Mark Hamrick. Even though there has been a large number of job openings in the United States, we're seeing more announcements about layoffs recently, and new claims are a proxy for job cuts. Total number of people collecting 